Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 140 of Radiance, my original Fallout fan fiction. As always, if you can like, share, and subscribe to this wherever you can, and leave feedback at sites via fanfiction.net, archiveofourown.org, or even at my own website, ghostnobody.com. You always enjoy reading your comments and seeing what you're thinking. And you know, if you've got any ideas, you're always free to leave them on my Discord or on these sites. And you know, if I like the ideas, I might pick them up and use them. You never know. But if you do pop over to ghostnobody.com, why don't you check out Stormrider? You know, if big surly dragoness girls, orcs and elves, magical realms, and human mages are your sort of thing, check it out. You might enjoy it. And also, while you're there, why not pop over to the ghostly link section? Check out Mortis, my original novel, for sale on both Smashwords and on Amazon. Pick it up. Help support me and keep me doing what I love, bringing unlikely alien romance stories to you good people. So, without any further ado then, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, but first the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own Fallout or anything to do with it, that's all Bethesda. I just keep crazy tales happy. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 140, Whispers in the Dark Now, with both Raymond and Wisps teamed together again, the decision was made to consolidate the two into a singular team, with Raymond in charge of the group's diplomatic arm and Wisp in charge of the strike teams. With the railroad now fully on board, the group had not only grown in size, but in reach as well. The same went for the Valkyries, Brotherhood and now the Minutemen too. In fact, a contingent of Minutemen troopers had just arrived at the newly minted Alliance base and were currently making themselves comfortable in the still mostly empty residential wing of the vault. Damn, this place is getting busy quickly, Yumi said, leaning back into her armchair as she sat opposite as Zixie, as well as Lucas, who was now out of his armour for once and was currently playing chair for a rather happy-looking alien girl planted in his lap. It gives the place both life and purpose. Granted, it's not the purpose that it was initially intended for, but this one is far greater. Zixie said, following Yumi's gaze over at the group of Minutemen Trooper who were currently locked in a conversation with both some railroad heavies as well as Ven and Riss. It was obvious that having a normal everyday conversation with a non-human was still very much in its adjustment phase for both the railroad heavies and definitely more so for the Minutemen Troopers. But the group seemed to be both jovial and civil. As our resident mind-wanderer, how are you reading our newest arrivals? Yumi asked and Zixie turned to her and gave her a smile. Seems that the Minutemen chose wisely with the group that they sent over. They knew what they were getting into when they signed up for this. Or at least they had some kind of inkling. They seem rather excited to be mixing with us. Not alone to be working with us. I sense some more hopeful intentions, shall we say. Zixie said with a sly smile and Yumi blinked at her before bursting out laughing. Seems there are far more non-human lovers out there than we ever could have guessed, huh? She said as she dried her eyes and Zixie nodded before aiming that same sly smile upwards at her own beloved human, who she had yet to be able to get her little green hands on properly due to all the work they'd been involved in over the last few days. Hey, we don't all wear a label that says, Hi, my name is non-human lover number XXY, you know. Lucas said with a little sniffily, which made Zixie's smile widen tenfold. 
That's part of the fun, my dear Lucas. Finding those little shining gems among the rocks and extracting them before polishing them up to display to the world as your greatest treasure. She said, which made Lucas smile shyly and blush just as shyly. Never been called someone's greatest treasure before, he said softly and with a note of embarrassment to his voice that was simply adorable to Zixi. She loved making this bashful but brave human display his true colours. That's because it took a girl to travel from a different galaxy to show the females of your species how blind and stupid they are. Because you're mine now and they missed out. Now you'll be my treasure and I'm going to polish you up every chance I get. She said in a sultry sounding voice that made him blush an even deeper shade of red. Somehow I doubt you're talking about my armour now, are you? He said, making Zixi laugh out loud before reaching up to stroke his face lovingly and delighting in the warm, soft roughness of his stubble-covered chin. Not even slightly, my dashing knight, she said. From across from them, they both heard Yumi making gagging noises and Zixi shot her a playful smile. Are those the fated sounds of human jealousy I hear from over yonder? She said, and Yumi gave her a tooth-filled grin. Damn straight, little green. With all the human, non-human love going on around here, I'm beginning to wonder if I should give up on my parent race altogether and expand my horizons. I mean, Fuller was starting to catch my eye for a bit, but given that his heart is royally in glory synthetic hands, and, well, I'd rather like my fine Japanese arse still attached to my legs and not being used as a fucking skipping stone, I think I'm going to need to start my search from scratch, she said, the tinge of sadness to her otherwise mirthful voice. Sixy changed her grin to an all bit warm smile and nodded. Don't see that as a failure, Yumi. See it as part of your new beginning. You chose yourself a new name, a new path. And now, possibly a new love, it seems to be a good fit with the whole new life, don't you think? She said, and with that it caused Yumi's smile to widen. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, little green. It's just a pity we've only got the one fluffy spider boy to go around. I think I would have quite liked me a nice jumpy fluffy boy to ride around on and who could ride around on me all night. Which made Zixi howl with surprised laughter. Vivid description, she said and Yumi grinned. Just figured that since you were having so much fun making Lucas there blush, I'd join in for a bit. She said, shooting her smile up at now the thoroughly embarrassed knight. Perry was bad as one another. Seems that species isn't the issue here, it must be a gender thing. He grumbled and both girls laughed before shooting him looks of mock outrage. I'll have you know that I'm a model of human piety, Yumi said, flashing her teeth at him. Yeah, sounds like it. God help the non-human boy that falls for you, girl. He ain't gonna have a fucking clue what hit him. He shot back and Yumi nodded. That's the plan. Sweep him off his feet. For he knows what's going on regardless of how many he has or how much of a good grip they've got. Doing what looked like finger guns and a wink at Zixi, who just howled with laughter. Oh, at least if it doesn't work, you can definitely win him over with your sense of humour, she said, making Yumi laugh and nod. Well, that's a start at least, she said with a grin. Well, I don't know about you, but after all this hustle and bustle over the last few days, I'm pretty beat. I'm going to call it a night, I think, Zixi said, sliding herself off Lucas's lap and stretching her small body out. Yawning while she did. Zixi turned to Lucas, who was still sat in the armchair, and gave him a half-coy, half-slay smile. 
You coming, or are you just planning on lounging there for the night? She asked sweetly, while infinitely enjoying how wide his eyes went as he clicked on to the veiled implication in her question. Y- yeah, I'm coming, he exclaimed while scrambling to his feet and making her chuckle. Well, I hope not, at least not yet, she said in a so- very soft purr, while Yumi started doing gagging noises again. I'm out, before I start dry heaving. Don't want to lose that delicious dinner that Ven and Gregory whipped up for us all. I doubt that big claw boy would be too impressed to see me mopping that off the floors and the walls. See you both later. Oh, and try not to break him too badly, little green. Get the feeling we're going to need all hands on deck pretty soon, Yumi said, waving while walking off in the direction of the residential quarter. God help any guy who falls for her. He's really going to have his hands full, I think, Lucas said as they both watched her go. Doubt even your god can help that poor soul. He'd be too far gone already, Zixie said, making them both chuckle. Zixie then reached up and took hold of Lucas's hand and gently began to lead him towards the residential quarters, quite literally following in Yumi's wake. As they walked, Zixie could feel her both her own sense of anticipation and excitement building with every step they took, and every one of hers was like only half of one of her beautiful humans and she could feel his anticipation building up like a bottle of Nuka-Cola that someone was shaking rather violently. In fact, it was a bubbly, fizzy feeling that seemed to ripple throughout his entire body, almost constantly mixed in with it was a whole host of other powerful feelings as well. She could feel his excitement, his desire, his lust, his passion, even his powerful love, all radiating from him while blending together in that fizzy mush that seemed to be running through him. But she could also feel worry and a little fear mixed in there as well. So she decided to probe those feelings as they walked to try and discover the roots of them. She was going to do everything in our power to pull those negative feelings up like weeds. She was going to find the roots and she was going to kill them. As she swam deeply through the bubbling mixture of emotions that were broiling through the man's soul, she began to see the threads of each one which helped her to begin to unravel the mess. And it didn't take her too long to find the source of the negative feelings threatening to poison his joy. That's when she stumbled across something surprisingly beautiful. All of his fears and worries, well, they were all centred around her. This set her on edge at first, until she dug in a little deeper and unwound a few more of those fears to see what they were truly about. He was scared that he would disappoint her, that he wouldn't be able to please her in the way she believed she he believed she deserved, that he wouldn't be enough for her, and most beautiful of all, that he would accidentally hurt her by doing by being something so much bigger than she was. The reason she found these fears beautiful is that they were all centered and founded in his rapidly growing love for her. This man had gone from basically hating all non-humans to loving one more than he could have ever imagined possible. And in part, it scared him. He was desperately not only trying to make sense of his feelings, but to try and set them into a nice, neat and orderly row. Which was possibly the most human thing she'd ever seen or felt. Emotions and feelings are by their very nature chaos incarnate. They don't always make sense, or even have root in full reality nor the person's perception of it. So the very fact that all the wonderful man's fears centred not around her as a person, 
but of all his own personal worries about how to treat her and how to love her properly was a beautiful thing to her, because it surely true, truly showed his heart in all of its wonderful colours. It showed exactly what type of man he really was. Zixi stopped dead in the centre of the corridor and turned on the spot to look up at Lucas, who glanced down at her in confusion as to why she'd stopped. Uh, why did we stop? Is there something? He began before she reached up, gripped his shirt and pulled him down to her level. But she knew he could have easily resisted if he'd wished to, given his much greater strength. But the very fact that he allowed himself to be pulled down by her told her how much tr trust he placed in her. Her lips pressed tightly to his, cutting off his worries mid-sentence, and wonderful warmth, softness and smoothness lit up her own senses like a fireworks display as they connected. What was that for? He stammered a little breathlessly as she let go of him. No reason. Just wish to show you what you mean to me and how much I love you, Sixy said with a warm smile before retaking his hand and redoubling her pace towards her quarters. This night, no one was going to get in her way. After unlocking her quarter's door, Zixi almost dragged Lucas inside, before shutting it and locking it behind them. When she turned back around, a handsome human man was stood there nervously looking at her while wringing his hands. Before his fears had truly a chance to take a proper hold of him, Zixi dashed forwards and sprang into the air, forcing him to fling his arms outwards to catch her. As he did... She pushed forward and wrapped her legs around his waist and her arms around his neck. Got you, my beautiful human. And now no one or no thing is going to wrench me off you. Not even you. She purred softly in his ear before peppering both of his cheeks and the sides of his necks with small neck with small kisses. She heard a gasp and then a soft throaty chuckle as his fears began to fade. You know, I could just put you down, right? He said, and she brought her face in front of his to give him a very sly smile. You can try, my wonderful human, but I think you'll find it's impossible. She said, and a rather beautiful and defiant smirk broke out onto his face. Oh, how she loved his cocky confidence when it came shining through. Oh, is that right then? He said as his smile widened. She knew what was coming and was ready for it. Lucas tried in vain to let go of her hips and to release her, but to his sheer surprise he found that neither of his hands would obey his commands. Instead, the pair of them slid themselves down her hips and under her rear end, gripping a perfect amount of each cheek in each hand. What the hell? Lucas exclaimed as he redoubled his efforts to try and put her down. What's wrong, my handsome human? This doesn't seem very much like putting me down. It seems more like copping a feel of my goodies. Zixi said in a soft purr, she leaned in and planted a few deep-sucking kisses on his neck, which left a small trail of little, more little love bites running up the side of his neck. I, I can't control my hands. They won't obey me. This is you. You're doing this. He exclaimed, turning to look at her in surprise, and she gave him a sweet and innocent look as well as a matching smile. Me? But I'm just a little alien girl who is made of glass and needs to be treated oh so very gently, she said, switching her smile to coy one, as she saw his brain short-circuit as he realised what was going on. All right, all right, I'm sorry I doubted you. You're all powerful, 
Now, can I have my hands back, please? He said, and she gave him a bit of a darker grin this time. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I quite rather like where they are currently, she said, making him give her rear end a deep squeeze, which sent a burst of purest pleasure that she'd ever felt rocketing right up into her belly and up her spine. Well, I'm not exactly hating it either, but I would rather be the one in control of them, given that, you know, they are mine, he said, and she once again once aimed that coy smile up at him. Are you sure of that, my human love? She purred, and she made one of his hands slide its way up under her rear to support her weight, while she made the other one slide its way up over her body until it reached the zipper at the front of her suit, before slowly beginning to pull it downwards. It seemed that Lucas was now lost for words as his eyes locked on to all the feminine flesh, slowly revealing itself to him by the actions of his wayward hand. So distracted, it seemed, that he never even noticed that she'd also taken control of his legs, and had walked them over to the bed, where she made him sit down while she dropped down into a straddle on his lap. Now, you just relax, and let me show you how I feel about you, and then... You'll see why all those worries that are clouding your heart are not only unfounded, but silly, she whispered softly into his ear before nipping gently at his earlobe. It seemed that Lucas had once again decided to trust her, as rather than fight her for control of his hands, he simply released the control of them to her, which she took full advantage of. Firstly, she completed unzipping of her uniform right down to her waist, then she ran his hands back up to her shoulders where began to peel the skin-tight fabric down her skin slowly. As inch after inch of her body began to reveal itself to him, she saw him licking his lips and felt him losing the fight to control himself. A fight on some levels he was seriously losing. And if that rather large bulge that she was now sitting on was, was anything to go by anyway... I'm so very glad that your eyes can see beauty outside of your own, Lucas. Because from the moment I laid mine upon you, I knew you were special. But not only that, you were beautiful to me as well, she said softly, as she began to very gently grind herself back and forth on his bulge, which only served to make it strain even harder for the release it desperately sought from its cloth prison. Uh, are you sure you're ready for this? Lucas stammered softly, and Zixi felt his hesitation, but she also felt the reason behind it. A handsome human was both pure in heart and in body. I've been ready for over two hundred years, Lucas. I spent so very long with my body imprisoned and only my mind allowed to wander. I know in my heart that if my captors had known that I was capable of escaping my prison of glass that way, that they'd have found a way to stop that as well. I spent those years latching on to any soul that wandered within my range, and through them and their eyes, I got to see both the beauty and the dark sides of humanity. I sought to understand your kind, and I learned so much about you as a people. And one of the things that I learned was what pure love and desire look like. I saw it in the most beautiful form. I felt the connection that two souls could achieve and how entwined they could become through that love. It made me see and realise that not only had I forgiven your kind for what they had done to me, but I was slowly falling in love with your kind as a people. 
because I could see the vast majority were nothing like those that had imprisoned me. And it made me want one of your kind for myself. Someone that I could love in a way that I could never truly experience with one of my kind. And I wondered if I would ever meet one of your kind that could look at me the way that I looked at them. That was until I saw Seven and his people. And I realised not only was it possible, but that with these good and kind people, all I had to do was be patient and hope. And then I saw you. Or rather, I felt you. Both your heart and your soul, as well as your mind. What I saw there filled me with a joy the likes of which I haven't felt before. And now here I am, in your arms, on your lap, and in your heart. And there's no amount of not ready left in me. What I truly want in me is you. Zixi purred softly while using his hands to very gently stroke her now bare flanks. She could feel Lucas's heart pounding in his chest, and her kisses moved around his jawline, over his neck, and back up the other side, as her hands slowly moved and to begin unbuttoning his tunic. Oh wow, your skin is so soft, Lucas breathed as she moved his hands up and down her bare flanks, before guiding them up behind her, not only to lift the little undershirt she wore under her uniform, but to unclip her bra from her back. It gets even softer in parts. Warmer, too. As you're going to see very soon, my love. She purred back, and she couldn't help but give her a lopsided smile as his brain processed the implications of what she'd just said. As his nimble fingers, which were now under her control, flicked her bra clasp free, she used his hands to lift the whole thing up and over her head, leaving her bare from the waist up. And she didn't need to ask if he liked what he saw, as she felt it resonate through him like a shockwave. She moved his hands slowly up onto her now bare breasts, which were shaped like a small pair of green teardrops on her chest. And while she knew she was nowhere near as well stacked wise as human girls were up there, she also knew that Lucas didn't care a single shit about something like that. Her pert little breasts fit into the palms of both of his hands like they'd been sculpted to fit there, and she could feel his fingers digging into her flesh as she tightened his grip on them. Oh, wow. So soft and so warm, he breathed, and she shot him a devilish smile. You really seem to like soft and warm, my love. Should I show you something really soft and very warm? She asked breathlessly, as her own arousal began to grip her heart like a fist made of flames in her chest. Lucas, it seemed, was lost for words, but he simply nodded while licking his lips in anticipation and wonder of what she was going to show him. She could see that he rather liked this side to her, which made her smile inwardly because she'd been keeping a very close eye on his comfort levels, which was very important to her given that she loved this man and she wanted him to be absolutely happy and comfortable with what was happening to him. If she had felt for a single moment that he was truly scared or truly wished to be released from her control, then of course she'd have done so in less than a heartbeat. She wanted him to enjoy every single second of what they were doing together, and of course she fully intended to return his control to him once she'd felt that his confidence levels had reached what they needed to be for him to fully unleash himself. But he wasn't quite there just yet, 
as his reservations and inhibitions were still gnawing at his soul like radroches going through wall insulation. But she had a feeling what she was about to do next was truly going to cure him of all that. She knew what part of her anatomy was truly his favourite, and she had looked. Plus, she felt the pulses of desire emanating from him whenever she, whenever he'd caught little glimpses that she'd given him. You know, just to be sure, totally not, she absolutely revelled in feeling her man's love of her and hers want of her too. Sixty stood up on the bed, with her feet planted at either side of his large thighs, and she turned around so that her bare back was now facing him, before looking back at him over her shoulder. Now, why don't you finish up with what you started here, hmm? She purred before making his hands reach forwards and grip the waist point of her uniform. I think technically you did it to yourself, given that you can control my hands, he said, and she flashed him a grin. Are you saying that you wouldn't like to see me naked? She asked, and he very rapidly shook his head. No, I didn't say that, he exclaimed quickly, making her laugh. Then don't worry about the semantics, my beautiful human, and simply let it happen, she said softly, and she began to sway her hips from left to right as she used his fingers to pry her skin-tight uniform down her legs, while slowly leaning into a bend forward to make it easier, which translated into giving him a view which would set his heart and his loins aflame. She managed to slip his nimble fingers right into the waistband of not only her uniform but her underwear as well. So when she began to pull using his strength, both of them began to move down over her rump, which as she slowly bent forward was now framed perfectly in his view. And by the way he looked absolutely transfixed, it was all he was seeing right now. As the remainder of her clothing hit her ankles, she stepped one foot out and used the other one to simply flick them away from her. But as that momentary distraction hit, Lucas used that movement to surprise her. He somehow must have felt her distraction and her slightly loosened control, because before she could re-cement it, he lunged forward and planted a series of kisses all over her surprisingly sensitive rear end, causing a rather feminine squeak to escape her as bolts of pleasure travelled right away up her spine. It seemed that the human's will was stronger than she had anticipated, and when driven by desire it was truly a force of nature in its own right, because as those bolts of pleasure had hit her, they disrupted her control, and to her absolute amazement, used it to break free. Lucas's hands came right up of their own accord, and driven by pure lust and desire, he gripped both of her green buttocks and prized them apart, revealing all of her feminine secrets that they'd hidden from her sight. His eagerness to see those hidden feminine treasures of hers had finally snapped his inhibitions like a fragile twig holding the jaws of a trap apart, which she would be lying if she said she'd not exactly what she had hoped would happen. Driven forward by this pure lust and clean desire for her, Lucas began to pepper her exposed rear end with a series of sucking wet kisses, each of which sent a firework of pleasure rocketing his way right up her spine before exploding in the back of her brain. Zixi had no intention of attempting to re-establish her control over a beautiful man now. He was exactly where he needed to be, and it was time for him to take control of his destiny 
and to not only show her how he truly felt, as she already knew that, but to really show himself. His kisses began to move inwards as his desire grew and grew inside his chest like a balloon being blown up, inside him getting closer and closer to popping with every kiss that was planted on the sensitive flesh between her buttocks. Squeaks and gasps were now escaping her with every kiss as they moved it further inwards, as the flesh there was incredibly sensitive to the point that she'd had no idea how, how truly incredible it was going to feel. She felt a sudden pressure on her back as his hand planted in the lower half of it, just above her hips, and began to push on her, gently making her bend further forwards. This served to cause her to already dripping loins to become more exposed, and to line up perfectly with his mouth, which he wasted no time at all planting his lips to hers. A howl of purest pleasure burst out of Zixie as a torrent of the purest pleasure she'd ever experienced raced its way right up her spine, and she felt his tongue part her lower lips like an icebreaker. She had known about this particular human act of love and passion, and how it was supposed to feel, incredible because of what she had seen in the minds of those who had been lucky enough to walk through. A similar was occurring to them. But to see it secondhand, and to feel it firsthand, were totally different things. There was simply no comparison. The hotness of his silk-smooth tongue as it dragged itself over her burning loins was like nothing in it she could have ever dreamt of in her wildest dreams. Oh, Lucas, more. I want more, please, she wailed, as if she felt his tongue twisting and flexing as it wormed its way in between her folds. And I'm going to give it to you, my sweet little green love. I'm going to give you everything you deserve. He growled from behind her in such a delightfully masculine voice that it sent shivers of want right the way up her spine alongside the pleasure. This is what she had wanted. She had unleashed her in man's inner beast. He was truly free now. As his tongue was squirming and worming in between her folds, she saw, he sought out all of her most sensitive and hidden spots. She could also feel his fingers gripping and flexing as he grabbed handfuls of her ass and he was going to try and tear it away from him. But in truth, she was exactly where she wanted to be, in his hands, powerless before his per burning desire. He had trusted her when she'd wielded con her control over him. And that was her turn to trust him, to trust that the beast she had freed from within him, as powerful and eager as it would be and still remain, it would also have a measure of control, shackled by two chains, one made of love and the other of respect. As his hands were busy gripping her flesh like the paws of a wild animal, hers were busy locating and releasing every button and clasp on his uniform that she could reach. She wanted him as naked and as exposed as she was. She wanted to see her male in all of his glory, and somewhere in the fog of his lust-driven desire, he seemed to feel it. She knew this because as soon as her fingers had released the final clasp, which she could find, which incidentally happened to be the one above his flies of his trousers, Luca suddenly dropped down onto his back on her bed and near enough tore his entire uniform off, leaving himself as naked as she was. The sight of her man's bare flesh and beneath her unleashed a beast within Zixie now one that had previously stalked only the shadowy corners of her mind. 
is an animal she'd always known prowled the plains of her mind. But it was an elusive creature. One that every time she tried to pin it down retreated back into the shadows, only to make its presence known in whispers and echoing growls that resonated deep within her soul. But now, the sight of this beautiful naked human man beneath her, it dove out of the shadows of her mind and into the light, where it spent zero time seizing control of the whole of the reins of her body and yanking them hard under its control. The result of this was before Lucas could manage to sit back up and return to his oral mauling of her nethers. She spun on the spot and pounced on him, forcing him back down onto the mattress while she rapidly mauled his mouth with her own. The beasts inside both of them were fully unleashed now and were battling with one another, and the pair wrestled and rolled around on her bed as they kissed and groped at one another's naked bodies. I want you. I need you. Do not deny me my mail. I've waited more than a lifetime for this moment, and now I want what is mine. Zixie snarled before plunging her tongue back into her lover's mouth and relishing the taste of his saliva that sparkled from it. If you want it, then take it. Lucas snarled back in between gasps of air. Sweat now began to slick the pair of them to the point where their flesh simply glided over the other slickly. More beautiful words had never been spoken aloud to her before, and Zixie wasted no time in debating them. She knew what she wanted, and now she had permission to take it, so take it she would. At least her mind had enough restraint left in it not to grab hold of Lucas's alien manhood and plunge every single last inch into her eagerly waiting depths, as there was quite a difference in size and that would result in exactly what that fear in the side of a beautiful man had screamed warnings about. Instead, she slowly mounted him, properly, and reaching down underneath herself to grip that beautiful organ of his, she aligned it slowly with her dripping and pulsing entrance, before equally as slowly and steadily she began to lower herself onto it. The sensation of her flesh being parted by alien flesh was like nothing she could have ever imagined. This organ was not meant for her kind, and not been shaped or moulded for one of her race. But nonetheless, it brought exactly the kind of pleasure that she had hoped it would to her body, and it sent the love burning brightly in her heart into overdrive, turning it into a full-blown firestorm. There was pain, of course. This thing was huge compared to the incredibly tight tunnel that it was attempting to burrow its way into. And she could feel her flesh literally stretching as it tried to accommodate this beloved alien guest. She sucked a breath in between her teeth as she pushed yet another delightful inch of throbbing hot human masculine flesh into her body. And that's when she felt it. Lucas's hand had come up from her hip to her face and she looked up and saw not the beast now in his eyes, but the loving, gentle and supremely kind man, the one that had stolen her heart. Go slow, my little love. There's no rush. I'm not going anywhere. I'm exactly where I want and need to be, he said softly, and a pulse of love so powerful that it threatened to blow her soul to smithereens burst out of the darkness of her mind. And with a lunge, she looked forwards, locking her mouth to his in the deepest kiss of her life. 
using the supreme pleasure of this act to completely block out any pain that resulted from letting her weight simply drop and taking the last of him into her depths. She could feel the bulge in her belly before she released him and looked down to even see it. His manhood was large enough to create an actual impression of itself in her toned flesh of her abdomen and pelvis. And she looked up at him with a smile and she saw him looking at the very same thing. Looks like you were made for me after all, or vice versa, she said softly and he grinned. Looks like it. I had my doubts that I was going to fit inside you, but holy shit, Zix. Feels like I'm actually wearing you right now, he said, and she burst out laughing, which sent powerful pulses of pleasure through them both. Oh, fuck. You'd better not make me laugh like that. I think I just came a little, she said, and he grinned devilishly. So, are you saying that if I were to tickle you right now, it might result in some totally unforeseen consequences? He said, and she grinned back at him. Don't you dare, mister. Just remember I can take over those hands of yours if I need to, she said as she slowly began to raise herself up, not just to let herself fall back down, reveling the sensations of their flesh grinding together. I don't think you have the control in you to do that right now, do you? He said playfully as he pushed a little thrust upwards, sending an extra pleasure screaming throughout her body like an explosion. Fucked if I know but I do have what I need inside me right now. I know that much, Zixi breathed, and with that she began to move in earnest. The pair of them got completely lost in each other. Once they'd gotten over the initial shock of the new sensations that came with this beautiful union, then the beasts within them both took the reins of control back, and the pair of them began to sync their movements up perfectly. And that's when something wonderful happened. Thanks to the beast running control over her body, this freed Zixi to reach out with her mind and to feel for his. And once she found the strands of his mind, she began to weave them together into her own, and pretty sure that the pleasure that was running along those strands began to bleed into her, and hers into him. She was joining them together, body, mind and soul. Feeling the pleasure that you gave as well as you received in return was something neither of them could have expected, but it drove their lovemaking to new heights, and as a result robbed them of their stamina because it was just such an overwhelming experience that it tripped them both over a precipice of purest ecstasy, and neither of them knew what the hell was even happening. It created some sort of ripple effect that sent ripples of this intense pleasure beading out into the other before rebounding back with a renewed vigour as wave of the other pleasure joined into those original waves and reinforced them, resulting in a mutual orgasm so powerful it blew them both into unconsciousness with its sheer power. A couple of hours later, enough of Zixi's mind had actually managed to restitch itself back together enough to actually give her control enough to open a single eye. At first she was confused as to where the hell she was. That was until she felt the warmth of Lucas's arms around her, and she looked up to see that she was holding her wrapped not only in his arms, but his entire body. He was cradling her, protecting her even in sleep, and that made her smile. Rest well, my beautiful one. I will guard your dreams as you guard my flesh. 
she said softly, and with that she lay her head back down on the pillow of his chest, and let his beautiful heartbeat lull her back into the depths of sleep. Ah, that was chapter 140, ladies and gentlemen. Seems like Vixie finally got her way with her man. Long time coming, but she finally got there in the end. But what does the future have in store for this now-renewed group? Will Raymond have to work his ass off to actually unite the region, or will the Enclave and their new allies, the Institute, throw a spanner in the works of those diplomatic talks? And what will Wisp have to do to be able to hold control over the region? Only time will tell there, and there's only one way to find out the answers to those questions, and so many more. Gonna have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you all next time.